square pegs in square holes, Jim. Mm. Come on then, you square. One, one sits, one goes. Yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ramble On. My name is Marcus Christopher Speller, Bachelor of Science. I'm joined by not one, but two of my friends, Jim Campbell and Luke Moore. Hi, guys. What Hi. a treat, Luke, to have you in the pod. Thank, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah I, 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 this is the first time I've done one, I think. Uh-huh. I mean, people will be either delighted or horrified. I well, don't have anything in between. They will be delighted when I say that uh, as you sat down to record, you flipped your dog collar. Not dog collar, your uh, your dog tag out. Oh, my mm. necklace. Yes. Oh, yeah. I keep flipping out. What is it? What is it on that necklace? It's, just, it's a, um, my wife bought it for me. It's a, um, it's Apollo. Ah. Yeah, the Roman god Apollo. Not Creed. Um, yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. What am I talking about, Roman god? Greek god. Sorry. My wife will kill me for saying that. What is he of? Oh, loads of stuff. Uh-huh. They're all loads. I mean, he's, he's, I think he's archery, um, oracular, mm-hmm. oracular god. Oracular's good. Yeah. Uh, there's a few different ones. Dionysius yeah. is my favourite. Which one's he? Wine and mischief. Mm. God of wine and mischief. That's good. <laughs> I think I think Apollo might be that. the god of like delivering shit as well. Right. Ah. Um, I think he um, he can he could um, fire his arrows, which had different themes, mm-hmm. so he could right. fire like plague at people and stuff. Oh, cool. But I'm not I'm not uh, as as you've known because I've just mistaken the Greeks for the Romans mm-hmm. already. I'm not an expert in this. I, I do that. I, I do that. The classics is me. brilliant though, isn't it? It is one of those things. It'd be a great degree to do, but it is like doing a degree in the X Men. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. There's, an, there's an element of that. Oh, well, there yeah. we are. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's a pleasure to have you here. A little bit of history there. I'm sure we're all um, the wiser now. <laughs> we're not. I mean, it's mad. It's one of those history things where it makes you feel stupider after you've listened to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both recording and listening. Indeed. Disguised himself as a swan. What? Mm. Ah, dearie me. Well, the I, one thing... Sorry, Marcus, yes. cutting, but the one thing that's like um, mad is that... So, if you go, um, so I went to an exhibition recently mm-hmm. um, to see um, a Titian exhibition at the National, I'm going to say National Gallery. A Titian. Titian, yeah. He's, he's a famous Renaissance painter. Oh, right. And um, he did uh, a load of, um, a load of, I guess, what do you call them, kind of frescoes, maybe? Just, just paintings, basically. <laughs> mm. But you know, when does a painter become a fresco? Those kind of arguments. Mm, yeah. Big painting, anyway. Mm. And it's all about, uh, they were commissioned by, um, by someone and he did a load of um, Greek or scenes and you realise just very quickly how regularly the Greek god Zeus um, turned himself into animals and raped people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all, all the all time. about that. Mm. Yeah. Arsehole, Zeus. Yeah. Like, like, unashamedly. So you go, oh, that's an amazing painting. Look at the painting. It's, it's mm. amazing. Mm. The, the emotion being trans- transmitted from it and the skill and the and the and the and the drama within it. What's it about? Oh, it's about a rape again. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was part of what kind of what makes those gods interesting, isn't it? In that they are very very flawed and they're tyrants. A lot mm-hmm. of them. They were drunk with power. Jim, wine. Jim, why don't you talk about the time you went to um, an art exhibition? It was Rolf Harris's one, wasn't it? Um, no, <laughs> Rolf I... Harris used to have a permanent one at the West Key Shopper Centre in Southampton. Yeah, seriously, he did, yeah. Wow, he did another like blot on the place. Yeah, should we talk about football? Yeah, well, you mentioned Southampton there. Yeah. I'd like to talk about our favourite Southampton players. Okay, uh, this would time you? round, yeah. yeah, you can't have Matt Letizia. What other chance? Why, why can't you have Matt Letizia? <laughs> what other chance? Um, because I've just made up that rule. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Yeah, what about Marion Pahars? 
Yeah, yeah I remember goals. Him. Do you know yeah. something? People forget that Latvia qualified for the for the European Championships when it was difficult to do so. Yeah, I did. That's a hell of an achievement. It was, an, it was yeah. a hell of an achievement. What, what one was it? It was fairly recent as well. I think it, it was, was it 04? Sounds um, about right. Or, no, 2008, maybe. It was one of the two. It was. It was. It was. It was in that. It was. Euro two thousand eight was really good, wasn't it? Well, because it didn't have England. Um, you were yeah, disgraced. I think Jim. it might have been that. Actually, it was two thousand four, wasn't it? Yeah, two thousand four, and they yeah. and they they did okay. I mean, they, I think they only got one point or something, but they but they held their own in the in their group, you know, to an extent because they did well, finish bottom. So one thing's interesting about Pahars is that he was good. So Sarantos signing from somewhere ridiculous. Uh-huh. Uh, never even heard of. He not made the Apstam a peach though, didn't he? At Old Trafford. Well, this is the thing. It might have been Scon. Do you remember Scontariga? Are they still a team? Scontariga were a team in Latvia right. that did okay in European competition. And I think that Pahas came from there mm-hmm. and he played for Southampton for quite a long time. And he didn't act, and this is not me being a dickhead about it, mm. he didn't actually score that many goals. Mm. He, his record wasn't amazing. And he never really did much since. And I think by the time, the reason I'm saying this is a long run up to saying that I don't think he was a starter in Euro 2004. Was he? I, I don't think so. No, I, I think, for Latvia? No. I don't think he was. See, I, think I, I thought he had scored loads of goals, and that was like the narrative around him. Well, the, the narrative not. might not also be always be the truth. Who, I mean, did, who, did, who did they have up front? Oh, now you're asking. Shall I check? <laughs> I think you're going to have to. Um, who won Euro 2004, Luke? Uh, it, it was the modern Greeks, wasn't it? Was it was the Greeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. You see, They're very, very good. Incredible. Very With good, Ju- George Clooney in goal. Yes, they were a hell of a team, though. Like in terms of like George the workman-like kind of you know performances they put in. Do you know that Charisteus? Trianos Delos, yeah. who went from Sheffield United to Roma. Uh-huh. How does that happen? <laughs> How does that happen? Well, well Portsmouth sold Mark Haley to Milan, which is mad. Yeah, that is a good one. So Pahars came off the bench for every group game. That is surprising. Mm. And the players that played ahead of him, um, and you're going to have to forgive this, were um, Andreas Prohorenkovs oh, yeah. and Maris Verpakovskis. Yeah. Verpakovskis. I, th- I, think, I think Pahars was kind of on the wane by then. Was he? Yeah, he still got in there. That though. means he's not as good. Not that he was on some kind of drinking. But that is remarkable that, that Latvia qualified for Euro two thousand and four. Like I say, there was only sixteen teams. Oh in yeah, it's amazing. And they were, in a, they were in a group with Holland. They didn't mm. get to the group. A Germany, I think. Were they? Maybe. Was, yeah. Maybe. Euro two thousand and four as well was a rare bright spot in that torrid time of being an England supporter, wasn't it? Because it was actually really good. Was it was Wayne Rooney's? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When his boot came off and yeah. all that. Broke, was yeah. that then or was that? Yeah, he broke his metatarsal. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because England uh, played France in their opening game and and it was going all right, and then Beckham missed a penalty. Yeah, and Steven Gerrard, to be fair, did mm-hmm. play an exquisite through ball to Thierry Henry. He did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It, it, that was when England were one left and they lost two one. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I, I was that was killer. Devastating as an England fan, but they picked themselves out of a Croatia four two. They well. did. See that? I think that's probably the game I'm actually thinking of when I think back to that tournament. Yeah, because the world, you at least got that little bit of buzz, didn't you? Oh, you know, it was also time. it was also mm. still within that era, just about where teams didn't know like a forensic amount of detail about other teams' that's players right. and Rooney. People just couldn't deal with him. Well, mate, we yeah. thought Pahars was starting for Latvia. Exactly. Right, exactly. And mm. the idea persists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, the narrative. Won't, it won't do now among ourselves and the, and the good people who have listened to this, of course, Jim. Mm. We can finally put that myth um, to bed. Is, is there a link between teams unexpectedly qualifying for a tournament and then getting put in the group of death? Yeah, I know. It feels a bit like that. I feel very sorry for Ivory Coast at World Cup. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They would, because they the actually. Brazil and Portugal they got? They did, and they got Argentina and the Netherlands. Who was the coach? 
Brazil, oh. Portugal. It's Felligans, wasn't it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, of course. I yeah, thought yeah. you meant that. Yeah, well, obviously it was Felligans. I mean, yeah. That was 2010. Yeah. Seeding thing, surely. Or 2000. Yeah, it's all pots, isn't it? Design, yeah. yeah, but you can get you can get a beneficial draw. Uh, of it's course. Yeah, it goes, yeah. Yeah. But it was a shame when they played in the same group with Argentina and the Netherlands because they had a really good side then. And they actually, they did okay. I think they only lost 2-1 in both of those games. And they were, But they played those two games first and then they were out by the third game. Mm. Great shame. Great yeah, and, and I think it's also a great shame, obviously, that we, we've had to wait another year for the Euros because, I mean, the international tournaments, particularly when you get a chance to do the old um, do the old ramble, mm. it's a great thing. Yeah. And to, to I feel like we're in a routine now here where you do it every two years and it's kind of a good thing. And mm. you have a year off and you have a year doing it. And to, to, to look, look, we're not the victims of this pandemic. We understand mm. that. Everyone's had it far harder than we have. But it's a real shame because we've made a lot of plans. We're building up to it. Oh, it's going to yeah. be exciting. And then... You know, yeah, to, to 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 miss out on an international mm-hmm. tournament just made somehow a already written off summer just even worse. Yeah. But it's funny, and you say that when you mentioned the 2010 World Cup, or as the Ivory Coast players call it, the 2000 and Sven World Cup. But of course, we were in uh, Johannesburg for the final. We watched yes. it on, in one of the fan parks. Whereas, whereas the Euro 2004, the other tournament we've sort of briefly touched on in this ramble on, is I think it's the only tournament since. The 1994 World Cup that I have not watched the final of. Why? Because I was on a train in Russia. Huh. Travel. Bad planning by you. Terrible. Well, it was just, it was just as well I never got there. Well, it's also, it was also as Jim's already alluded to, mm-hmm. Greece just shitted their way all the way to the, to mm. the title. Yeah. Well, I was on, a, I was on, a, I was on a trip, uh, sort of a, a charity footbally thing uh, to Russia, and it was, it was booked sort of months in advance. And then when I realised I wouldn't be able to watch the final, I was like, ah, crap. What mm. if England... Yeah, that shouldn't be... A... So how, did you, <laughs> how did you guys feel about Greece winning? Because I remember a lot of people were angry and they were so angry. They were like, oh, Greece obviously just going to win it. I'm not even going to watch the final. I thought the actual spectacle of it was, of course, Greece were a bit, you know, we're very dogged and defensive mm. and blunt. And that was a bit like mad. But the fact that Greece won Euro 2004 is still a weird sentence to say 16 yeah. years later. And yeah. I thought that was great. No, right? of course it's great. You can't, you can't have the same team sort of winning. It's, you know, mm. people likened it to, say, Denmark winning. I mean, there are some similarities. Yeah. There are some differences, of course. I thought it was great. I mean, I, I think you, you, you look... I remember looking... I remember watching the first game when they beat Portugal. They beat the home nation twice yeah. in that tournament. At either end. Just to, yeah, exactly. Just to kind of bookmark it quite nicely. They beat Portugal in the opening game... And then they just got through the group, actually, as it would turn out. And then when they played France in the um, quarterfinal, I remember thinking, OK, Zidane will take care of this lot and, and whatnot. And, and of course, they didn't. And then they played, was it the Czech Republic they had in the semi-final? And the Czechs were yeah, quite fancy. But the Czechs were like the kind of your neutrals choice. They were quite an exciting side. They got in Craig Gordon's head. They did get in Craig Gordon. No, head. Craig Levine's head, sorry. Well, all of them. All <laughs> Craig, of the Craigs. Craig Levine thought he was facing the vintage Czech Republic for the rest of his career. <laughs> yeah. I remember you predicted the Czechs to win the 2006 World Cup, was it? Like? Did I? Yeah. Nah, I didn't. And they you didn't, you didn't first even, round. We didn't even do the ramble then. You, you met, I remember it was a text message. Oh, right? was that right? That yeah. I framed. Oh, was that yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or was it 2006? I can't remember. Wherever you got were. quite the artwork on your house. Indeed I have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What other texts have you got on, on, your, on your wall? It's just you and Zeus. Very similar characters, I find. The rape of Europa <laughs> and Zeus. <laughs> yeah. The rape um, of the Czech Republic. Indeed. But when they beat the Czechs, that was like the Czechs' golden generation. In fact, people thought they should have maybe won that tournament. Well, you got you got some amazing players in that team from um, Milan Czech Republic. Milan Baros was the top scorer in that 
tournament. Yeah, and there was talk of him getting a move to Real Madrid. It's obviously materialised, but that's when Madrid were that pathetic. They were mm. like, oh, we have to get the top scorer of the most recent tournament. Well, you know, it's <laughs> mad. How many Czech Republic players can you name now? Uh, from that side no, now. or just ever now how many can you name um, now who are in the team now yeah, oh, the, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah you can't probably none well listen to the players they had in that semi-final Dubravka but, is he Czech I think so um, Ivan Lendl <laughs> no. Peter Czech was in goal um, they had Ufa Lucy who played for Milan yeah. for a long time obviously um, they had um, Rizitsky would have been uh, in the team Gregera who played, at the, he played for Juventus for a long time they had Jan Kolowski, they had uh, Galasek, Paborski, Rozitski, Pavel Nedved, yeah. Jan Koller and Milan Barros, and Vladimir yeah. Smitsa came off the bench. The hell of a team. Yeah, Vladimir Smitsa off the bench, the Champions League winner. Yeah, by the yeah. way, Martin Dubravka's uh, from Slovakia. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah I, I thought mean, you said Czechoslovakia, and I, you know, I kind of went with you. Not for some time now. Not for some time. And, and, and also, I mean, we, we decided to freestyle this episode, so mm. for some reason we've randomly settled on Euro 2004. <laughs> but, but it was the ancient Greeks yet. Obviously, Peach, um, Peach, Portugal were the hosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and when they they obviously exorcised those demons recently winning the Euros, but at the time it was a big big surprise for those listening who aren't old enough probably to remember. It was amazing that Greece even got to the final oh, it was based on some of the stuff you've just said there, Marcus. And then to actually win it with a single goal in the final, Cristiano oh. Ronaldo played in that final. He did. Well, he played. He played for Portugal throughout the tournament. Did he? Okay. He was, what, he was about seventeen or something at the time. Yeah. And he was very exciting. And Ronaldo, but he was one of those players. It was just all he did was step overs. And I remember Alan Hansen, of course, the, the pundit on, on British TV for, for many, many years. And he really didn't like Ronaldo. And he kept saying, look, here you go. Here's, here's a load of clips of him. Look, no end product, cross to nowhere. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Ronaldo was this little young tricky winger. And he but kept, he was already a superstar, though, wasn't he? Which is the weird thing. You could, Yeah, you could tell he was going to be great. Yeah. Um, and it was like, if he was pretty much a... As close as you get to a, an immediate household name in football. Yeah, I know what you mean. But he, but he was that winger. He was trying to cross the ball a lot, and he wasn't sort of shooting. He developed into a sort of a, quite a different type of sort of not wide the, forward. Not the Greek god we know him as. Now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right enough. Um, but but Hansen honestly was sticking the boot right into him, and then of course um, Roy Keane takes the credit for his career, doesn't he? In which he put him up against the wall and went stop pissing around in training or something. Yeah. Although Rennie Muhlenstein, actually, when, when he was Manchester United, uh, one of the coaches there, he said with, with Cristiano Ronaldo, he said, you're always trying to hit the top corner. You need to score the ugly goals. Yeah. You need to just stick it in the back of the net sometimes. And it, it's such a weird it's concept. say he's taken that on board. <laughs> <laughs> but it, this concept of almost teaching him not to put the ball in the corner, yeah. if yeah. you see what I mean, you know. Yeah. It's and, a, Greece's route to the final yeah. as well. If you look at the actual games oh, they yeah. played, it's mad. Well, so, France and Czech Republic, yeah. Well, but they beat uh, they beat Portugal two one in the in the opening game, which mm-hmm. was a shock. One of them was a penalty, and Ronaldo scored late on. Then they drew one all with Spain. Um, <laughs> they lost to Russia two mm-hmm. one, and then but that one was the, the goal they scored was crucial. It would turn out, yeah, exactly. But then you have the uh, the knockout stages where they beat um, they beat France one nil, the Czech Republic one nil, and then do Portugal one nil in yeah. the final. It's like they it. It couldn't have been more of a scrape, could it? Spain two thousand and ten esque, yeah. <laughs> in terms of in terms of the one nils and but, the knockout. Yeah, but the, the the Cristiano Ronaldo point, I just want to build on that a little bit and talk about the obvious thing, um, the rivalry with with Messi, and something that probably isn't mentioned enough is that they are both legitimately so similar in what they've been able to achieve. Mm. But they, in a way, it's it's almost a unique rivalry in football for like a number of reasons and a few of which I'll kind of touch on now. One is that obviously they're individuals in a team sport. Two is that they have very different aesthetics. Mm -hmm. 
yet they still occupy the same space. And three is that although they affect their games or their tip for their teams in a forward way, and they and they and they contribute by scoring goals and all the rest of it, they do it in a very different way. Oh yeah, and yet their stats are so similar. Yeah. I think at the time of recording this, Ronaldo has scored six hundred and forty-three career goals, and Messi's got six hundred and forty-nine. I know. Wow. And they've they've scored. Uh, sorry, they've won. You know, obviously there are there are variances in this, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously Cristiano. I think Cristiano Ronaldo would have won. However. Have he won the same amount of Champions Leagues as Messi or maybe more? Because Messi's now won um, four. Messi's won, um, yeah, Messi's got four. And I think Ronaldo has um, got five, actually. Okay, so so he's he's ahead there. Mm -hmm. But there are... But it's similar. I mean, it's, you know... Most players haven't even got one. Exactly. So, so my point is just that there is a, it is a legitimate rivalry mm. for a number of different reasons. And that's fascinating because that's that's probably not come along at all really before. Because if you think about the the greatest players of all time, as is accepted by the by the you know the the, the, the group wisdom, Pele, Maradona, Cruyff, they're all coming along at different times. Mm. Well, yeah, because the melee uh, melee. Maradona Pele, that was a strange one. Uh, Maradona Pele, you're right. The, yeah. the, when they try and make comparisons, it's it's, it's twenty utterly, years apart. It's utterly pointless. Now yeah. you can argue it's utterly pointless comparing Ronaldo and Messi, but you can compare them yeah. because we've seen them on the same pitch many yeah. times before. in the same era. Yeah, I understand yeah. it's futile, but you're right. Same league. Jim yeah. and I saw them in Rome. Yes, on the same pitch when it was very much uh, Messi's night. Yeah, rather very, than very much so. It, it, that was the case as well, wasn't it? That I think. That the criticism of of Ronaldo that used to be, uh, he's trying to do it all on his own mm-hmm. was in evidence that night. I mean, it was a difficult game for United because they were they were swarmed quite a lot. When they was they were they were kind of outplayed. Do really, you know but... something though? In, in in Sir Alex Ferguson's glorious career, looking back on that final, and and a few people have said this, how badly he got his tactics wrong. Mm. But I just don't think there was much you could do about it. No, that that team were I don't know, but they but... were the, one of the best teams to ever play the game. Yeah, but they were the two distinctly best sides in Europe but, but were you at the final where they absolutely battered them at Wembley was, oh, was, that was Wembley wasn't it I'm thinking of the Wembley one I can't no, really remember Rome. the Rome 2-0 Messi the header oh the header in the second half yeah. uh-huh. that's right yeah okay yeah but I, I think sometimes it doesn't come down to that though so I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong I'm just saying sometimes they're just, they're just better mm. I mean Ferguson said to the players that in the dressing room after the game he said look I'm not going to stick the boot in because you've been magnificent all season but just remember this feeling. Yeah, yeah. But there was, there was a moment in that game mm. where Michael Carrick looks at the bench and just put both his hands up as if yeah. to say, well, I, I, "What am I going to do? What How do we stop here? these tiny men?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I suppose the only thing you would say that separates so I would say I prefer Lionel Messi as a football fan, but you could argue I think why is that? Just I just just enjoy watching him more. Do you think it's to do with personality? I think he's gone he's gone a little maybe, but I think he's gone a little bit over. No, because I admire Cristiano Ronaldo. Although no, I was at the piss out. But, of him. Th- but people, I think, because of the way Ronaldo holds himself and and the fact that he aches to be the best, it's natural for one to think, yeah, I want Messi to be better than you. Do you know what I mean? I think that Ronaldo, the way he kind of holds himself, sometimes mm. certainly in this country, I don't know what it's like in other countries around the world, but in this culture, yeah, in 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 sort of English culture, I think you, if someone gives it the big, we I celebrate am, humility, don't we? Um, well, you see, I think it's expected of us. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that we're humble because that would be that would be nonsense as well. But I know we don't like big headed. We like to shoot people exactly. down. In fact, so, I think that's quite a European thing, actually. So I think Messi's character lends itself more to that, doesn't it? In terms yeah. of liking it. Uh-huh. Um, but I, th- I would say I prefer to watch Messi as well, just because. Well, Messi's when, character. The, sorry to, to jump in in front of the press. 
Yeah, quite. Sometimes when quite, we're here, but yeah, anyway, who, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, obviously, Ronaldo's an incredible player to watch. He does a lot of phenomenal things. But with Messi, it just seems a bit more unique. You know, it feels like there are things that only he does, that only he can do. I think it's the it's the similar it's a similar thing to Maradona, and it is an aesthetic. It's because of that low center of gravity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite a rare thing. The best they could both beat a player, but Messi beats a player better. <laughs> Would Ronaldo be? You probably go. Yeah, I see what you mean. No, I think Messi does beat. I, 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 th- I think um, I would argue, despite what I've just said, I would still have much more sympathy. And me and Brassel have talked about this, and he can't disagree with me. Um, but I stick normally because normally when we have a disagreement, I understand that he's right and I was wrong, and mm. I need to just forget about it. Uh, but on this occasion, I think you can make an argument that Cristiano Ronaldo has a more of an impact and had a more impressive career than Messi because he's done it in different divisions. Yeah. And the Euros. And because he's won it international too. level. Now, no, he can't affect... Game. It's a team game and he can't affect that all himself. But I think that, that probably is a convincing argument. But I also have a great amount of admiration for Cristiano Ronaldo for the sheer bloody-mindedness oh, man. that he's been able to, to, to carry throughout his career. And I think you'd argue... Would you argue as well that Messi's... This is a this is a bit of a bold shout, but I'm gonna stick it out there for the patrons. <laughs> um, Messi's probably more talented than Ronaldo, but I think Ronaldo is a much more impressive, harder working athlete. And yeah. I also think that Messi's starting because of all the stuff that's going on at Barcelona. He's starting to lose his edge a little bit. There's been some footage of him going around recently in La Liga where he's just, it's, it's been a bit Strolling of a joke, about. to be honest. Yeah, a, bit, yeah. a bit of a joke. So, yeah, but the, but the, I think that's he's just unhappy. He sort of wants to move on. Have you seen that video of him as a kid? And I do mean as a kid. Yeah. Where he's just, it's just yeah, like yeah. watching the same Messi we see now. He's just tearing this team apart, yeah, just yeah, doing yeah. all the things he does. It's like, that is a natural talent, isn't it? And mm-hmm. like, it's it, obviously, you know, we all have a certain amount of ability and you, you can coach certain things. And if you're really dedicated to something, you could put your 10,000 hours in, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. We all know this. But at the same time, when you see something like that, like, it, it's such an argument for an act, uh-huh. just a natural gift. Will either yeah. of them be able to do what they're, they're doing? Um, at the age of sort of 38, 39, like Ibrahimovic is doing. <laughs> well, you, I don't know. The, the, I would argue maybe, yeah. Ronaldo, not to the level they are doing Ronaldo, right you now, could, but like... Well, Ronaldo's obviously been adapting his game for the last yeah. few years and you can see him. He will still be able to leap. He will still be able to head, smash the ball. It's 3,000 abdominal crunches a day well, or whatever. The thing about Ronaldo, if you're playing top trumps with those two, you'd probably rather have Ronaldo's yeah, yeah. card than Messi's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think in a lifetime we will see another player that where we have a conversation about them because I wonder if this is oh, you just they, they are both up there with, with Maradona and, and, and Pele really in the all time great conversations I think mm. like you'd, you'd have to be a particularly crotchety mm-hmm. old traditionalist to argue that you'd be you'd be wrong to argue that but it's I think there's obviously the argument with both of them is obviously they make each other better because they've got that rivalry and yeah. I think that's true and it'd be a rare thing for someone else to have that but like are we going to go to our deathbeds as old old men going, yeah, Messi was the best I've ever seen. That's me dying, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe, Jim. Although if you go to the uh, the Duke joints of Fulham and Putney, you know, the, the way Tom Kearney spoke the about The Duke joints. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now. <laughs> uh, the artisan fucking bakery. Man. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ. I think, um, I think that um, the, other, the other factor is that Barcelona have wasted a good few years of Messi's yes. career mm. and he should have had the bravery to there's lots of different reasons why he hasn't I'm sure and they're not all his fault but he should have had the bravery to, to move well it's been difficult for him to do that though, isn't it? as we've seen mm. Yeah, but who better to get the best out of him again than Ronald the Koeman. big Ronnie K there yeah. we are he'd be at the Christmas tree out soon wouldn't he oh yeah. now you're talking it'd be a white one come on it'd be a blue and, no, it'd be a blue and purple one yeah blue yeah. and claret yeah 
What West Ham? Yeah, yeah. West Ham. I'm sure there's a there's a proper word for the colours, mm. but I, I know you say black runner, but I mean the actual the what you call the, the, the maroon, maroon, the maroon, yeah, green yeah. and gold, green and gold. The maroons, <laughs> Australia, they love this. They love the the maroons. That's what they call um, the Queensland team in that state of origin. I think. Mm. Love that. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to Ramble on this week. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Luke Moore. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Jim Campbell. You're welcome. And thank you, patron people. You beautiful bastards we love all of you a little bit of extra content for you you're welcome no problem happy to do it next this was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network